0: Welcome, Welcome to Lattes and Lifting. and Lifting. Grab a coffee and join us as we chat all about food, fitness, and finding your freedom. Through this podcast, we will help you navigate the fitness world stress-free. Hello. um, It's Jess with a solo episode this week. I wanted to let you know before we get into it that I am out on a hike with my daughter and my dog, And I thought it would be a great time to chat about expectations with returning to exercise postpartum. Um, So my personal story of this is that, and you guys know that I had a really uneventful pregnancy, right? Um, I felt almost stronger than ever. I was super consistent with working out. I didn't have any pain, I didn't have any pelvic floor symptoms that weren't there before. And even though I know, I didn't really know, um, because even people like my midwife said, "Oh, you're so strong, you'll totally bounce back." And I really wanted that to be true. Um, and the truth is is that it's been a really long and tedious journey, much like, you know, much like any injury I've ever had. If you followed me on Instagram in 2019, 2020, you'll know I had a pretty weird hamstring injury and tear that it lasted way too long. Um, So anyways, moving forward, um, I think the hardest part for me was that I went from being really strong and having, you know, quite a bit of bodily autonomy and time autonomy and all that to absolutely zero. And when I say zero, I mean, you know, I, Winter was born on a Monday, the Thursday before I went to CrossFit, Um, and I thought to myself, huh, I'm feeling kind of tired. I'm feeling very slow. Maybe it's time to stop coming to CrossFit. That was, that was literally my only thought. Um, and then I worked out at home on the Saturday. And then we went for our normal 5K family walk on Sunday. And then she was born on Monday. So I really didn't have any, like, you know, a taste of what postpartum could be like uh, before I had the baby and before I was in it. So going from that to absolutely zero, as in uh, not really being able to get out for even a short walk, because as soon as she was born, it got really cold and then we had some, a lot of ice and then really cold again. And it was just like not ideal conditions to be trying to walk. And I had this idea that I would be walking wearing my baby and it would be so great but the truth is is that while I love the idea of baby wearing man is it ever hard on your pelvic floor and your hips and your back and your shoulders because even though you wore essentially that baby for 10 months um you didn't it was a part of you and so um and it doesn't it doesn't get easier because the baby only gets bigger And so that's just, you know, it's just something to keep in mind if you have this expectation of being this fabulous baby-wearing mom like I did. Um, That wasn't the case, not even a little. Um, And that might be something you have to work up to, right? Like you end up wearing for five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, and then you can wear for a nap. And... know other things like that so while yes it's a lovely idea um it wasn't really for me um and wearing on the front really hurt my back and i i still don't really know why maybe it was the carrier maybe i'm just not cut out for it um whatever the case may be um i just sort of relished in the fact when i could finally put winter in the backpack carrier, which she's in right now, uh, as as in the framed hiking backpack carrier, because it's what I know. It's what my body knows how to carry a baby. Um, So going back to movement postpartum, I thought that I would want be that person that was like, I went to my gym and I did, started my pelvic floor exercises. I started my breathing, my core connection. I did a couple squats and I thought that I would move right away and everything would be great. And truthfully, um, I didn't want to. My body was like, no, this isn't, this isn't it. This isn't what we're doing. Um, Let's not. And so I just chilled. And then maybe Three or four weeks in, I was like, "Okay, maybe I try walking down the street," and it was okay. Um, still, wasn't really great though, and I think that expectation management is so hard, especially for athletes. We want to believe that our bodies are better than the what's typical, or that. Muscle will help us recover. And it does. But at the same time, it doesn't make us superhuman. And that can be really hard to take. Um, And so, you know, naturally, my brain goes to, well, I'm behind. Um, And it's hard to be behind when there's really no, no schedule. There's no time frame, really other than that like magical six-week mark. That mark where, A, I got discharged from my midwife's care with everything looks great. Um, And we have a chat about birth control and they say it's okay to have intercourse. Well, (laughs) laughing with me, (laughs) raise your hand. If you heard that and you were like, "Huh, might be okay for you," but hell's to the na, um, and and then you go to public floor PT if you're privileged enough to have that access, which I was. I have a wonderful public floor physio. Shout out Alex from Pine, and she was like, "Yep, everything looks great. Um, you know, just start your rebuild," and that's all well and good, but. You know, I could say things that you'll feel postpartum or that kind of thing. And, but I really don't think that I can tell you what it's going to be like unless you're there. And when I say I felt like my vulva was a gaping hole in the base of my body, I'm not exaggerating. And I'm sorry if you're listening with other people around or you don't like when people say that, but if you know this podcast and you know me, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. And even though medical professionals had told me that's not true, it didn't matter because it still felt like everything was going to somehow slip out. And... In that like three, four week mark when I started doing those pelvic floor contractions, that core connection breathing, I actually laid there and I asked myself, are these muscles still even there? Because my ability to find them had been lost. Um, Which, looking back, kind of makes me feel that I maybe could have tried and been like, okay, like, let's try again tomorrow. But of course I didn't. And so, that's a little. Um, it's a little hard to take mentally, when um, you're like, "Wow, I used to have like a really strong core, which I, I did, and I even probably bragged about having a strong core in pregnancy." And I couldn't find my TA. Didn't feel like anything was happening, and that may or may not have been true. But, wow, what a shocker! So, I want to say that, like, you know, massive pain, super irregular stuff happening, maybe extra bleeding, whatever, aside from those things, everything I experienced was totally typical, and what's problematic to me is that we don't really talk about it until you meet somebody, and they're like, yeah, I totally felt that, and... So I guess, you know, rebuilding, I think I rebuilt for like 10 or 12 weeks, and then I decided I could probably go to a CrossFit class. So I signed up, and when it came up on the schedule, it actually looked like something I could do. It was biking, which I'm really good at, and push-ups, which I'm pretty good at, so it would be fine, and it was back and forth, biking and push-ups, and you know, actually ended up feeling pretty great um, at the end and and then so I went again and and then afterwards, whatever it was, I can't even remember now, I was not great, and I was like, oh man, my you know my brain, my hopes got up with that biking workout. And you start to doubt yourself because at, at six weeks, people say, well, you should be okay. And at 12 weeks, well, I should definitely be okay. That's twice as long. So it's it's really hard to say until you know, but it was definitely detrimental for my brain to be like, well, I should be here. I mean, I'm an athlete for crying out loud. So that was pretty hard. And so I thought, well, I'm not working hard enough. So what do you do when you're not working hard enough? Well, you guessed it, you try to work harder. And I think that was the point where I actually went back to my pelvic floor physio and I was like, hey, still feels kind of heavy down there. Um, not really sure. Maybe I have a prolapse, I don't know. And she said, well, look at your whole day. Are you standing at the sink, squeezing your glutes? Are you clenching with everything you do? Are you trying to do all the laundry, get out the door to CrossFit and be super mom? And I was like, well, obviously. And she was like, you can't do that. And so And then she said, she asked me a question and she said, and this, most people, I think it would probably cut pretty deep, but for me, I was like, huh, light bulb. And what she asked me was, are the workouts you're doing at home matching the intensity of what you want to do at CrossFit? And I was like, oh, Alex, no, not even a little And she's like, then why do you think that you should be where you are at CrossFit or where you wanna be? Why do you think that you should be able to perform? And I was like, well, I I guess I shouldn't be. And she's like, well, no, not really. And she didn't even do an internal exam. She asked me if I wanted one to see if I had prolapse or not. And I said, well, no matter what you find, is that gonna change what you recommend for exercises or treatment? And she's like, you hit the nail on the head, it won't. And so lesson learned, look at your whole day because your body is still healing from this massive, massive physical event. And it's really not fair to expect to be performing the way that you used to. Sorry, I just walked up a hill. Without having the training your body deserves. And when I say that, what I mean is your body deserves to be strong. And you deserve to be in the right mental space and the right physical condition to perform the way you want. But your expectations, they have to line up with the effort you're putting in. So after I left PT that day, I really had to take a look at what was going on and stop clenching my butt while I was doing dishes, first of all. So what I ended up doing was, what I had been doing was a really amazing program. I was following the Barbell Mamas program, which is fabulous, and it was really great for what I needed right at the beginning to follow and get me back doing some of the CrossFit movements, the Olympic lifting movements, handstands, things like that. But what was lacking was the intensity I was used to or that I was trying to get back to that I follow at the gym that I go to. So that was the first thing that didn't really align. So what I did was I canceled my membership and I started following the comp train workouts, um, which is a CrossFit because of the intensity and I modified what I would do and then I just committed to going across it and not trying to be a rock star at everything so if there was something that had like uh like cardio impact like jumping or things like that and had to be lifting I had to pick which one I was going to focus on because I couldn't do both because that just wouldn't end well uh, what i could do was be like okay i'm gonna focus on the power cleans and then when we get to the box jumps i'm just gonna do steps, or when we get to the skipping i'm just gonna do something else or i'm gonna do cardio or ski or whatever and that worked really well because i was like i can't do everything but i can really focus my brain on this one thing and i just started to rebuild and then I was like, okay, it's starting to get nice outside. You really want to get back to running. So, but where do you even start? Do you just wait for a nice day and get all dressed, head out the door and be disappointed at the end of the block? I didn't want that because I didn't want to be disappointed with what happened. I knew that I needed to be successful, at least a little bit successful, in order to not feel like I'd failed. Um, And if you don't know, I've been running since um, 2004, Um, pretty much, as a, you know, I run kind of thing. Aside from like playing soccer and things like that, um, when I was going to join the military. And so, even though like I'm a cyclist and that's like how I identify now, or Crossfitter, first and foremost, I've always been a runner. And so, getting back to running really meant something because, you know, to be perfectly honest, back in April, May last year when we were in whatever shutdown number we were with gyms and we could only run outside at crossfit i got really strong at running again and i was starting to see numbers that i hadn't seen since i was training track once a week and training for a half Ironman. man so i was starting to get like oh maybe i'm a runner again so getting back to running was really important to me uh just emotionally mentally et cetera. So. My Instagram acquaintance, uh, Carrie Pagliano, she's a physio in the States. Uh, We've crossed paths a few times with doing some courses with Anthony Lowe and things like that. So we have a lot of the same values. She has a return to run postpartum checklist. It's a standardized checklist. It's from from a British um, institution. Um, They've come up with it. And so the first thing to do was to go through it and see where I was. And I'd actually put this in my uh, calendar to do on, I don't know, at like the 12-week mark, which is, fun fact, you're not actually supposed to start Impact until after 12 weeks. So the six-week thing, it's like, no, don't think that you're like Superwoman. And then I didn't do it for another month because I was afraid of what would happen because there was single leg jumping and double leg jumping and all these other things, these tests. And I wasn't sure that I would be able to do it, which is silly because not being able to do it doesn't mean anything. It just means that you have a starting point for rebuilding and you practice, right? Um, so anyways, whatever made me delay severely, I did. And when I went through it, I really, not, it was pretty okay, actually. And interestingly enough, you wouldn't think so, but the single leg jumping was easier than the double leg jumping. Hmm. No, right, which running is a single leg sport, so you would think that, I was like, hey, like, single leg jumping is okay. I might be able to do some running. So I think it probably took me another week or so after that to actually try running. And you know what? It went really well. It, I just, I I didn't have a goal. I just kind of, you know, run when you can, walk when you can't, which is what I usually tell people when they're returning to run after anything. And I... And end up walking too terribly much. I could run a couple minutes, walk for a minute, repeat, and it was fine. Um, Maybe not. Fine, fine. Um, Which kind of leads me to the next thing is that, and this might be an unpopular opinion with some people, but it's okay to have some symptoms when you're exercising and what I mean is it's okay to not be symptom-free but you get to decide ultimately what you're willing to deal with so if you leak when you run but you're like you know what I'm doing all the back work it's getting better but running keeps me sane or um you know I feel a little heavy at the end of two minutes and then I walk and it goes away and then I'm able to go again for two minutes and then it only starts to get heavy again. That I would be okay with as your coach and as a healthcare practitioner. Now some people would not be, some people would say stop as soon as you have symptoms but the truth is is that unlikely that you're going to make things so much worse. But if you know when it happens and you know you're putting in the strength work and you know you're putting in the groundwork to get better, it's probably fine. Probably. Right? And we can live with probably. Um, And so, you know, full disclosure, I did feel some heaviness, Um, some points. But it wasn't wasn't anything I wasn't willing to put up with. And it wasn't getting worse. So I did. I just put up with it. And you know what? With all the strength training I was doing and all the consistency, which would be my next point on running, that I was putting in at least two times a week, if not three short runs, it got better. And it probably will for most people. There's always the exception. However, if you're not willing to put up with symptoms, you absolutely don't have to either. You would just find that sense, and we would change it or gently lean into it when they come, right? Okay, so I guess what I'm saying is, is that you know, what you thought might be your recovery or what you expected and probably won't be, um, which is, you know, kind of a norm when it comes to pregnancy, childbirth, raising children, etc. Um, but expectation management and having sort of a a crew around you, other moms you can talk to because, you know... If I didn't have some of the fabulous moms that I've met through my CrossFit gym to talk to as we get ready for workout, I'd be like, am I alone in this? Even though I'm educated in this? Because I didn't expect that my, the base of my pelvis would be so sore after biking or jumping on and off the assault bike. I didn't expect that skipping would be, feel like learning a new language again. Didn't know that the first time I set up for squats would feel like I was squatting in a pelvis that wasn't my own. And that's because While we might know these things, like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. But you don't know until you know. And having the validation of my friends being like, oh, my God, the base of my pelvis also hurts when I ride the bike. But it's getting better. Someone who's, you know, had a baby six months before me, I'm like, yeah, it'll probably get better. Which gives me hope that not always going to feel like I'm in a body that's not mine. And I think as athletes, it's, it's harder because we know our bodies so well. And not saying it's not hard if you're not an athlete or you weren't an athlete before, or anything like that, but you feel truly like a stranger uh, trying to, you know, trying to be this person that you were before, but. You know, maybe you're not gonna be, and maybe that's also okay um, which I'm kinda just learning what the new me might be. I don't really have any fitness goals right now. I'm just trying to you know i I set a couple of goals for myself, like um there's a out and back mountain bike trail that's pretty much in my backyard um it takes me one hour to go all the way out to Concordia university and back on this trail or trails and so i thought maybe a good goal would be well what if i was able to ride it in under an hour and ride it really well and maybe that would be a good goal because it doesn't take very long i'm probably going to ride that trail once a week anyways at least um so that's one goal another goal that i'm working on right now is just consistency um, because Sometimes it's hard to be like, hey, is it okay if I sneak out to class, workout this time um, and you take care of the baby? Or um, maybe I don't wanna go running with the baby stroller or the chariot all the time because I'll tell you, I also had these fabulous ideas of being this jogging stroller mom, but it sucks so heavy, and you can't use your arms, and it ends up feeling like sled pushes, but, you know, sometimes you do what you got to do, and, and then I feel bad if I don't take the dog, and that adds in a whole other aspect of, you know, stress, and dogs all over the place, and, you know, trying to manage everybody, and, and so consistency is the other goal. Um, so I guess, You know, my best advice would be to, see if you can come up with a goal or two that isn't performance-based. Now, riding a mountain bike trail well might be slightly performance-based, but it's not, it doesn't have a time limit on it other than maybe October. Um, And I'll probably get better as long as I ride it, which leads into consistency, right? So I guess in closing, I would say my best advice for all my future clients and anybody who's listening is when you're postpartum, even post-injury, expectation management, aim for consistency before performance. And don't be afraid if the old athlete you uh, changes into somebody different because that person might be, even better than you were before. And that's, I think that kind of wraps it up. I will stop rambling. I just got home. So now I need to have a drink of water and a snack and baby's probably going to wake up. So she's probably going to be a little fussy from being in her carrier. Um, if you have any questions, comments or leave a voicemail, there's a link in the show notes to leave a voicemail. You can always send us a DM at the podcast at lattes and lifting podcast on Instagram. You can also follow me on Instagram at jlacfitness for all your prenatal, postpartum strength and running needs. And I will catch you later.